evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme, we're too wild, we're too out of control, we're too full of our own shit. Or we have a chance to say, hey, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. And you thought your mother catching you masturbating was uncomfortable. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? Hey, everybody, we're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Kathleen McGee, and Dave Martin. And just like a herpes sore, we have returned, and we are just as irritated. Recorded uh, live to tape from Toronto at the XM Studios. Uh, what can I say? We've been away for a while, but we're all back. Hey, Darren. Hey, Kathleen. Yeah. How are we? We're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. Doing well, huh? It's uh, We were going to uh, rename the show the Dave Martin Punching Bag Hour. Uh, one hour of us making fun of Dave Martin, but that would becomes redundant because we all know that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen anyway. He was yeah. so excited to get the show back, and then yeah. as soon as we got in here and started calling him a, a loser. <laughs> no, he's not You didn't a loser. even say loser. You said faggot. No, 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 we, we did not. Oh, no, we did not say no. that word. I don't know Dave, that's a rude about. word. Uh, okay, right away. Right. We're like a minute and a half in, we're already going to get into trouble because yeah. Dave had to drop the F-bomb. I have a lot of F-bomb Is... friends that are way funner and more stylish than you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of F-bomb hags. I don't know if you know that or not. They're girls that follow the F-bombers around. Is that the new F-bomb? Yeah, is that is the new F-bomb. F-bomb. Okay, all right. <laughs> You're the only one that has the courage to I'm say wearing, it. I'm wearing a cardigan. You are. What category right. of F am I in? That's definitely an F-bomb uh, sweater. <laughs> You're, You're in a Fred Rogers F-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. It's black. It's gray. It's got a skull on it somewhere. You always have these things. Remember last time? Uh, it's last got time, a skull on it somewhere. We, we had this whole running joke about your sweater. Remember that cashmere sweater that you had? It was an argyle sweater. I know, but it was a cashmere. No, it wasn't. It was, no, it was from wasn't. Old Navy. It wasn't oh, cashmere. Old Navy. Oh. And Kathleen said that I look good in it, and uh, forgive me for trying to look good for the ladies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's your <laughs> argument. Yeah, yeah you, 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 with, were, like, you, you stomped you, your feet for a while. Why do you keep making fun of my sweater, man? Yeah, yeah. you with the Guns N' Roses t-shirt that's tucked into your khaki pants the edges come in toronto <laughs> the edges comic in toronto tucks everyone i just want to yeah. say the that's edges right. comic in toronto tucks yep, and the shirt touches my balls that's he, right he tucks everywhere and that's not why he's when he's doing his drag queen act <laughs> yeah on put the lotion Street. in the basket put the lotion in the basket here comes darren Frost they're making a act. musical version of uh silence of the lambs well, have you seen that video online i heard about it i haven't it's seen hilarious. it it's hilarious there's a band they did a song called put the lotion in the uh, on the bat in the basket yeah and uh, it's it's fucking hysterical. But aren't they making like a Broadway musical? I hope so. Called like Lambs or something. <laughs> Lambs. <laughs> I don't know. And then and then uh, Hannibal Lecter tap dances yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I think it's gonna be awesome. And Peter Gabriel does the music, right? I, I don't know. Lamb right. lies over on Broadway, oh, right? Okay, Genesis. Great. Yes, Hello. Yes, 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 it's been fun. a good. It's Broadway has been getting getting edgy. I know we didn't say we were gonna talk about this, but they have the Book of Mormon that won all those Tonys. I still want to see. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah, it is. And then, like, uh, Avenue Q, all those ones. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, well, you liked Avenue Q from the start. I you love saw it. Avenue yeah. Q. It's Dirty like, Puppets, yeah. Oh, and that soundtrack is brilliant. That song, Everyone's a Little Bit Racist. I love it, because it's true. It <laughs> Everyone. is true. Everyone. 
Well, we are we are back. It was a six-month uh, hiatus, and lots has happened in the last six months, which we'll be talking about in the next uh, hour. And, of course, it's Christmas time, so this was our Christmas present to the people who listened to us, wasn't it, Dave? The that six the whole, people. Whole I, thought that was gonna, I thought you were going to take another shot at me that this was uh, my, my Chris, your Christmas present to me no. is, is coming back here and, and doing the show no. for my sake. Okay, no, good. All right, okay, good. Us. We all enjoy it. It's not always show. about you, okay? Okay, all right, good. Yeah. It's not a giant magnifying glass. It just you know goes right to you. Not every time. Oh, shucks. Every other week. Every time people talk to me about the show, they're like, "The show's so good, but you guys are so mean to Dave." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's part of the that's part of our charm." Yeah, that's that hasn't got me laid once yet. Oh, that God, is you're true. so mean to him. That is true. I did get some emails while the show wasn't on the air, but it's, why are you guys so mean to Dave? Why? Because so you Dave? don't know what he's like in real life. Yeah, no. <laughs> Six letters that all look the same, and uh, a lot has happened in the last uh, in the last six months, especially uh, in the comedy community. A lot of comics have passed away. A uh, good friend to all three of us, uh, Stuart Silver, a comic based out of Toronto, passed away uh, suddenly a few weeks ago, and that was quite sad. And of course, uh, a week and a half ago, uh, Patrice O'Neill passed away. I know you worked with or saw Patrice a lot in Edmonton. I didn't really work with him. He was there in Edmonton, and I went to all of his shows. And I'm not even kidding he was the best comic i've ever seen live he had he had a different show every single night he had the the ability to make a crowd just hate him for something that he said but then love him because what he said we even were talking about this last night what patrice would say on stage was sometimes horrible and horrific and very misogynistic or very mean but it was always true it was always true and it was always honest and he could find the funny in everything and it's 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 a dis, it's a horrible shame that we lost him because he was amazing. Well, I mean, but I mean that the the very popular bit that's on YouTube now about how uh, pretty we know a white woman is from how for long how they, long they search for her if she's gone missing. But I mean that that's the same thing that happened in Toronto. I mean uh, Jane Kreba that got shot in Toronto uh, on uh, Boxing Day in front of uh, the HMV on Young Street. I mean everyone still knows her name. And uh, she was a, a pretty blonde white chick. Yeah. And how many how many other people get shot every, uh, every single year in Toronto and they're just not that pretty? But that's the thing is Patrice would look at stuff that was just like really, really bad and really honest in our society. And he would make people look at it and and realize, yeah, that is really shitty of us. But he was hilarious. And he was a... He was a nice guy. He wasn't nice to everyone, but he was super honest. Like, he even told uh, one of the comics that worked with him, he said, the guy who opened for him in Edmonton said that he would come up to him and be like, God, you are so funny, but you are so white. <laughs> right. It's just, like, really. He was he was awesome, and I was upset about it. I didn't know him well, but I think this this one really hit the comedy community hard because it was really, it was like another Greg Giraldo, just one of these geniuses that has gone way too soon. He had way too much more material to share with us, but... Yeah, I never saw a Patrice live, but the, the thing that always impressed me about him is that there is this clip on uh, YouTube uh, with him being on Fox News justifying rape jokes to um, to the host of a show. Of course, Fox News will get into them more later on with the Muppets, but they're obviously uh, very Republican and right and would not find anything funny but a rape joke. And so he had to defend himself uh, and did it quite well, actually. And, and there's times where all three of us have gotten in trouble for jokes and had to defend ourselves. And I always point people to that clip because it's very well spoken, it's his 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 manner is very good in it, and he defends himself very eloquently. and And it's hard sometimes to do that about a topic like that. He was extremely intelligent. Well, whenever I have to defend a joke, I usually point people to uh, my ass and tell them to suck it. No, I'm just I'm kidding around. But there was uh, one thing that. Uh, 
that uh, I remember uh, Patrice O'Neill said in, a, in an interview, and Kathleen and I were talking about this uh, a day or two ago, about um, how much a, as a comic an entertainment dollar is worth compared to a regular dollar that you would make just at, at a normal job. Remember how we were, we were talking about that? And, yeah. And then... Well, what, what contributed? What, well, but like you agreed with me. Well, what did they say? A thousand regular dollars, dollars is, is equivalent to a hundred entertainment dollars. Yeah, and that's just uh, what it takes to how much more it means to you when you're when you're doing something that you love. Yeah, and uh, and you're making money from it too. And I was actually I was on a uh, a film set yesterday, and there was a, and the, like the stars of the show were all sitting around passing uh, an iPhone back and forth, and it, they were watching a, a clip of Patrice O'Neill, and it just made me realize how like how how sad it is sometimes. That that a comic has to die for a bunch of people to start noticing who it, he is. It is true. It's like art. Everyone says no one recognizes an artist until they're dead. But, like, I mean, look at Mitch Hedberg. He was, he was around for 25 years doing comedy, not very successful, and then he found some success, and he found a lot of success after he passed away just because people finally start recognizing this person when we all should have been passing Patrice clips around. We all should have been passing Greg Giraldo's clips around a long time ago. And not just wait until they die. So go what? on YouTube and search stand-up comedy and watch some stand-up comedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no need for almost obituaries anymore because we have YouTube and we have these clips that we can hold on to for, for years to come. And there's not just Patrice, but Greg Giraldo. There's lots of big American comics that were great and have passed away in the last year. And Canadian comics like Stuart Silver and Jocko Alston and, and uh, McCasey Arthur. These are all comics that Eric Tunney as well. And Eric Tunney, of yeah. course, um, who lived predominantly in the States the last 15 years. And and is, uh, had passed away this last year. So, you know, always say is go to YouTube, check out these comics, and if you have a chance, go to their website, sign, and, you know, say something nice because that's the last chance we're going to have. And don't wait for them to die before you start noticing them. And letting them know that you like them. Like, that's the thing. You have Twitter now. Any comedian that's not on Twitter right now is crazy because Twitter yeah, was everyone made... Everyone is reachable. Twitter was made for comedians. It's just constantly... You can put little things online. You can get fans, and... um Every and and your fans can connect with you directly, and uh, that's what's really cool about Twitter. And and you can go and watch a comedian, and and then you can go over their Twitter and say, I just watched your clip, and you liked. I really really liked. It. I think you're funny. We're super super depressed sometimes. That'll like totally brighten our day. Yeah, we're all we're all very insecure, and I mean, well, there has to be there's something wrong with you when you want to get up on stage and tell your problems to a room full of strangers and make them into jokes. But if you if you like a comic, go up and say to them afterwards. They're not going to, most of the time, they're not going to say, fuck you, but Darren might, but... No, you, you know, my, my whole thing is, after the show, people don't think I'm very approachable, but I am. And, <laughs> You're not. Yeah, well, maybe I'm not. He so is very approachable. I try to be, but, you know, the thing is, there's been many times where I've been in some shitty bumfuck town after a show of barely doing okay, and then I'll get an email from someone who says that they really appreciate what I do, and, you know, even though I act like the devil sometimes, it definitely helps out those small bumps in the road, and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and it makes it a lot easier thing to swallow. Stand-up is a very, like, lonely career. Even if you're with other comics, you're on the road, and then you go back to your hotel room, and you're just like, okay, now what? <laughs> Actually, Darren, can you give me the uh, the name of the booker from uh, Bumfuck Town? No, I mean, <laughs> if there's a gig out there. Uh, Dave, actually, you played there, and they don't yeah. want you back. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Is it we don't want that bumfucker in this yeah. Bumfuck Town? The, the guy with the sweater? Don't book that fucking guy again. <laughs> it's a fucking cardigan. They're very Whatever, hip now. whatever that sweater. Oh, uh, but, yeah, uh, so anyways, I, I don't want to belligerent this to the to death, but, you know, send an email to your favorite comic because they're uh, <laughs> they need you at this time of yeah, year. Yeah, don't sponsor those kids in Africa. Send an yeah, email to your comic. 
economic. It's free. Fuck that. It's Fuck free. Fuck those kids in Africa. <laughs> you send an email to that guy. He's probably doing a corporate gig for fifteen grand, and he's making more money than you are. I'm gonna have a rubber nipple and a ball of Crown Royal this season. So, <laughs> uh, and where are you gonna be on New Year's Eve? Bum fuck me now. Where? Actually, I'm, I'm gonna be in uh, London, Ontario. I'm gonna right. be in London, the bad one. Right. So, where? Where? Who is? Who's with you in London? Let's yeah. talk about New Year's Eve. Uh. I'm with uh, Rob Pugh, who I know will drink, and I'm with yep. uh, Mark Walkers, who I hope will fall off the wagon. So. And that's in London at the new Yuck Yucks in London. Yeah. I'm in Edmonton. Like, where the tables will be bolted to the floor. Yeah. I'm in Edmonton. You're in Edmonton, with, your hometown. Uh, yep. My hometown hosting, and I have three boys. Uh, Toby Hargrave is headlining, Jason Fredrickson, and Scott Dumas. So they're all Alberta boys and an Alberta girl. It's going to be uh, hoot nanny time. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm excited. And uh, I'm in Mississauga with uh, Ian Sirota and Brian Hatt, so that'll be a fun time. <laughs> That's the most exciting, like, <laughs> this is the, uh, this is the, yeah, yeah. dude show. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys on this, a lot, yeah. of, lot of man on this. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to go for our first break, uh, but uh, come back. This is our uh, only time. It's probably going to be just the three of us shooting the shit for the hour, and we'll be talking about the future of the show and other important things like the Muppets, which we'll talk about when we come back from this break. Don't clean that up. It adds character. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. From an undisclosed location obeying all their court orders, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back. This is Anything Goes uh, 2.0. That's what I like to call this. Anything Goes 2.0. The new, improved, and better version of Anything Goes. Dave the, Martin and Kathleen McGee. Yay! The, the Revenge? Do you want to say The Revenge? The Revenge of, like the revenge revenge. of Anything Goes? The okay. Revenge of Anything Goes. <laughs> okay. They can't keep it down. It's yeah. got to relive. Reanimate <laughs> to piss people off, literally. Um, Can we call it Anything Goes European Vacation? <laughs> yes. Yes, in 3D. In 3D. Uh, there is a news source uh, was reporting a few days ago about this whole Muppet controversy, and then I looked into it on Fox News. Uh, the uh, Fox News organization was uh, dissing the Muppets, saying it was nothing but a liberal smear campaign, the new movie. I have not seen the new movie. I love the Muppets. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, Kathleen has seen the Muppet movie, right? I did. I saw it. And, and was it good? It was good. It was a Muppet movie. It was like, it's for families. It's not... Um, I don't know why I thought there'd be some dick jokes in it, but there isn't. It's like complete. I don't know why for because it's it's our society day. I'm like I was just expecting Kermit to go fuck my dick or something. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It was a really good movie, and I know what they're talking about. They say that the bad guy in the movie is a big oil CEO right. and wah wah wah. But how has that changed from any? Like you go back and look at any of the movies from the '80s or from anywhere, and it's usually the bad guy is some big businessman who's who's trying to. But that's the liberal the, agenda. The he's co- just a guy making a living. Yeah, man. he's going to buy the community church and tear it down and build an oil well. Yeah, that's nothing new. And if anyone says that all CEOs are angels, they're friggin' crazy because our world is upside down because of so many evil CEOs. Right. Well, I mean, their their point is the idea that you know the big businessman is trying to make a living and therefore he's portrayed as a bad guy. But in the movies, you know, it's a stereotype. It's not only is he a big business or CEO, he's greedy, he yes. wants to do something with his money that's bad. Yeah. You never see Richard Branson as the evil guy in a, yeah. in a fucking cartoon because he's donating his money, he's trying to be a good guy there and There are CEO. CEOs that do that. Right. And But I mean, I just, I think that's hilarious that they're trying to pull this, like, oh, they're, they're just making, well, maybe that we're sick and tired 
of uh, the what? What's the opposite of liberal? I'm not a very intelligent conservative. Conservative. The, the conservative. You know, maybe they're just trying to say, "Hey, conservatives, you're assholes," and it's true. Well, and and also, I mean, these. I mean, the, the Muppets are for kids, and and kids are not, for the most part, like rich CEOs or business people. Yeah. And and you're right. It's sort of like they've always had this long history of like you know these evil guys. Oh, give me the deed to the ranch, or I'm going to tie this woman to the railroad yeah. tracks, or you know, uh, tie her to a sawmill, and yeah. going to cut her in half. So it's it, yeah, there are always rich, greedy people. I mean, I haven't been keeping up on what Scrooge McDuck's been doing lately, but <laughs> it's probably no good. He's probably he's not, probably up to no good. He's not funding he's, libraries. He's and just counting shit like his that. coins and keeping them to himself. Well, it's actually, I did I, see. I did look it up, and I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, and Scrooge McDuck have started a big, big company for the rainforest. So, oh. Dave, you okay. got to watch what you're saying. All right. All right. He cares about the environment. He's got a he lot just, of bird friends. That's right. A lot of clear-cutting going on. But, and also, I mean, like, I don't remember, like, feminists getting up in arms when their biggest representation on The Muppet Show was a pig, as far as Miss Piggy. I mean, were there any other women on that show? As yeah, far, Janice that, the drummer, but she was high all the time. And she was pretty, she was a sexy Fuck, I didn't chick, know yeah. about Janice. You're good. Oh, yeah. I love The Muppets. Yeah. I love, what about all those chickens? Gonzo and his chicks. Yep, that's true. There's well, those, a lot. Yeah, there's your fucking point, Dave. Right down the toilet. There's no, all kinds of chicks on that show. Yeah. Those, but those were actual chickens, though, weren't they? Yes, they were actual yeah, but chickens. They're chicks. But they represented females. Yeah. But they didn't speak, though. Well, they didn't show their cocks or vaginas, but they, it's implied that they're women. Okay, you get to. Okay, Kathleen, for the rest of the show, she only gets to speak like the chickens on the Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. From now on. <laughs> and Dave will always call you a re- dude if, unless you show your vagina to him. That's it. You're a dude, assumed a dude, unless you see vagina. If, yeah, and I bet you they saw a lot of chicken pussy on that show. <laughs> Poultry pussy chicken that's... pussy wasn't that the offshoot band for van halen oh that's chicken foot <laughs> chicken foot chicken foot chicken pussy that'd be a... that I'd was go see the, that band that was the female cover band yeah of chicken, chicken pussy foot. yeah chicken okay. pussy i'd go see that band uh, it's, it's, it's just a, a, a slow shitty fucking news day that they have to like uh, fill in with these ridiculous stories well they're about... running out of stories that's the whole thing yeah. what, what you know it's christmas time there's not much really to talk about uh, yeah as a conservative so let's drum up this bullshit about the muppets i mean really that's where we're going prime time muppets? i would i would well, love to to sit in the Fox News think tank where they're, what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about the Scrooge Muppets. McDuck. Those, those puppets are making a fool out of us. Well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be like a be a publicity agent for a Britney Spears, just like, hey, what what do you want to do today? Hey, I want to I want to run off and shave my head. That's a great idea. Let's do that. And can I say that Chris Cooper? It's Chris Cooper. I think he plays the the CEO. He is a he's hilarious and he does such a great role. It's such a it's a it's a good movie. Go watch the Muppets, and and even if you are a conservative fuck, go watch the Muppets. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, like, uh, what parent, and mo- a lot of parents are conservative in America and, and anywhere, you know, you, you get older, you start having kids, your values change. Do you think there's really someone going, you know what, I didn't like how they betrayed that oil guy. They're, they're indoctrin- I know a nice oil guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Though, oh, those Muppets, they're indoctr- indoctrinating my, my kids to feel that corporations and making money is wrong. Other than indoctrinating your kids every fucking day, church, Sunday when you take them to church, like, that's not indoctrinating. I did go to the... Oh, yeah, bringing that religion shit, yeah. Okay. I I did go to the oil sand center in Fort McMurray when I did a show for Fort McMurray, Alberta, and it was really interesting how they were like, oh, we're doing all this for the environment, and we're cleaning up everything, and this is what we do to make everything good, and I'm like, but what about everything that was bad? And she's like, uh... uh, uh here's a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. It was like there was no answer to that. It's 
pretty funny, but whatever. I mean, also Fox News is the people that got into a big uproar over the Teletubbies as well. And so they should. Have you seen that show? I know. Every, no, that show should not ever be produced. Those fucking... obese elves are yeah. giving yeah. children a bad role. Yeah, that's right. They're just going to get fat and not make any toys. And I want my fucking say, elves trimmed. Touch fat my tinky winky. It's awful. Yeah. That's such a... Kathleen, why did you say tinky winky? It's so hack. Mm-hmm. But whatever, sometimes I'm hack. You're waiting for a Muppet Dick joke. So yeah. I really was. I wanted something... A Muppet Dick, really? Like I just wanted something creepy, but it, yeah. of course it wouldn't happen. But yeah. it's just me. What, Kermit's going to walk over to Miss Piggy? I'm going to hide my fifth knuckle inside you. Maybe. I think he only had four fingers or near... Well, the fifth in the hand inside him, right? Oh, it was okay. a cute story, though. It was really, it was really well done. And Jason Siegel, God damn it, I want to have that man's babies. But that is the thing about Fox News and the Muppets. They both have hands Sorry. up their asses. So, you know... Yeah. Win-win. That's yeah. true. What well, was the... Okay, wait a second. But you guys were talking, there's something going on with Alec Baldwin. I have no idea. Yeah, so uh, Alec Baldwin got kicked off an American Airlines flight because he was playing his cell phone game, uh, the name game or something. So no, it was a, 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 a Words Word with game. Friends. Words with Friends. It's like a Scrabble-type yeah. game. Okay, yeah. And, they, you know, when they, they put on the sign, turn your cell phone electronics yeah. off, he didn't. He kept on playing. And I guess they warned him and he wouldn't do it, and so he just freaked out and yelled and swore, supposedly, from different sources. That's what they say he but did. did he do a Gerard Depardieu and pee all over the floor? No. Okay, well, that's That's okay. what the French do. That's yeah. this, These are that's Americans. Right. That's right. The French whip their cock out and pee and, everywhere. And Americans just have a hissy fit. That's right. So that's what he did, and then he's all pissed a, that he, he got He had a hissy off. fight, a hissy fit. He twittered all this garbage about American Airlines and, you know, fuck them and blah, blah, blah. And now he's taking it all down from his, his thing, and he's barred from American Airlines or he's refusing to take it or something. But to be honest, the whole thing is horseshit. It, he it almost, has an Irish temper, and that's well, his problem. And he had no—I I wouldn't— I think that that's stupid that he did that. Like, you're not yeah. better than everyone else. Right. You're not supposed to have your cell phone on. Turn it off. Turn off your stupid little rules game. Rules are fucking rules, and, and they're for everyone. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. But I think, but you know, his phone call to his daughter, that just shows he has yeah. a crazy temper and he can just snap. Yep. And I, I guess that's probably what happened. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he also uh, he, he slammed the bathroom door so loudly that it alarmed the pilot. They turned it, they... they told him a number of times, you know, uh, turn off your uh, electronic device, yeah. and he refused to, and then he said, oh, yeah, but we're on the ground, we're delayed, but they were delayed because he wouldn't turn off of his, they he couldn't. wouldn't turn off his shit. So. Yeah, but, the, and the thing is with that, it's like, it, the Kevin Smith thing, you know, that whole thing where he got angry because they wouldn't, they, he had to buy an extra seat, or he, yeah, was, he was too, too big. fat, yeah. But Kevin Smith lost weight, so maybe with all this, Alex, Alec Baldwin will, will go to anger management, but all I'm trying to say is, Alec, I know that you are angry and upset, but I would still fuck you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure we'll pass that right on to him. So, so far we've figured out that Dave only judges a man or woman if they say the vagina. And and, and Kathleen, just no matter what you do, if you're interesting or hot, she'll still fuck you. I will. I don't know. I just... I just uh, wanted to sum it up for everyone if you're playing the Anything Goes tennis game at home. Wow, what a way to find out that I'm not interesting or hot. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good one. I like one, it. One, uh, but one for one, Dave. But one thing is, too, is, is just that, that people seem to em- embrace their, their, their rudeness and uh, and then just say, hey, look, hey, I- I'm playing a game. This is what I do. I- I'm an asshole. I won't get off my phone. This is just a part of who I am. Yeah. But it, it's the, it's this sort of uh, this, this grandiose, self-important uh you know, e- egotistical thing that we have. Uh, both people want to feel really important by getting their opinions constantly out on Twitter, but they also don't want to feel so important. But, hey, it's just little old me on a plane. What's the big deal? But I love But how... then people are like, but look who I am. I'm on a plane, and I should that's, be able to do this shit. That's another, like, bring back Twitter. I love that. Because that's why I want to... That's one of the reasons I love Twitter, because people 
will tweet without thinking. And celebrities will tweet. There's no filter on this stuff. And, like, you know, usually you have a publicist saying, well, don't say that or don't be like that. Keep that to yourself. But now you have Twitter and the celebrities have it in their hands and they don't have someone coaching them. So they can make these statements. And they're it's funny. And then they take them all down. But it can, like, screw you over. There have been people that have tweeted things and then it comes back to haunt them or something like that. But that's why I like Twitter. I did. You know what? I will agree with you. I'm not a big fan of Twitter, but uh, and I use it a little. But I do agree with you on that, that that is a good example of why Twitter is good. Because that whole Ashton Kutcher thing about the football controversy, yeah. him Twittering stuff. If, saying, if he said that to his publicist, they would say, do not say that. Don't get involved. That. But he got involved, was wrong, yeah. and totally had to backtrack. Yeah. And that shows you, yeah, that there is times where it's like your publicist can't save you from your own thumb. Twitter is for celebrities and public figures more than it is for regular people. Facebook is more for just like everyday regular people. But Twitter is like where you can go and follow. Ex- and they're saying exactly exactly what they're thinking right at the moment and that's why it's so interesting and it's like it's it's crazy and it, it has changed a lot of things but I mean even for advertising like a, a big comic that has 600,000 followers can say I'm going to be in Minnesota this weekend and it's sold out you don't have to do any advertising right. you don't have to do any promo yep. you don't have to pay a cent it's free and it's your fans following you it's not just anybody so you have your exact demographic Right there. That's why it's amazing. Well, you know, a few months ago, I opened for uh, Jim Jeffries in London, Ontario, and he sold it out. Well, not sold it out, but he packed a place of like five or 600 people. With a couple tweets. <laughs> on a Thursday night, predominantly through Twitter yeah. and his Facebook, and that's yeah. it. No... Uh, uh, no other advertising, no radio, no newspaper. Obviously, the game has changed, and and that's why Twitter is definitely a good thing for someone like him. Yeah. And yeah, that is the, that is. There's no doubt that is the future. I just wish people would be a little more selective in what they put out there. Oh yeah. Because it's boring. I'm going to get milk. I'm going to get this. But that's why I'm saying it's a, it's for so it's for yes. people to follow people that they're into, and you know it's hard to follow just a regular person because they don't have as much to say that's like that relates to me but and if you want to talk to mark maron or joe rogan you, you know they reply and they, they reply do. a lot to their own tweets and and this is the thing about someone taking active control over their own presence and their own career yeah right. they can do it yeah yeah it, it, it's pretty hard to you know just sit back and not say oh, i can't get anything uh, i can't get anything on the go anymore I, I don't know who to talk to well i mean there's all these social media outlets that uh, but kathleen loves to take pictures of her food which uh i always found on twitter of, not well on. I've I'm seen, on Instagram. That's a different thing. Listen, you guys. No, but I'm you're still taking pictures of food. I do. Yeah, I, I still don't think that food. is a. I, like I don't, I don't know why. Of food and saying inappropriate things like they look like. Yeah, you yeah. Know, vagina. That, that's uh, Larry Horowitz's underwear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or a lesbian snatch after an Indigo Girls concert. Because yeah. yeah. I was eating a lot of disgusting road food when we were together. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Because you can't go to these places and they're like, well, well, what we're gonna do is take some French fries, put some stuffing on top of it, put some cheese and gravy. I'm not gonna say I'd like a salad. I'm like, I. I want to eat that that disgusting concoction and, and then on top we put two defibrillators on top and then i wonder why i've gained a lot of weight <laughs> i'm very sexy so take some fries put some gravy on it put some more fries put some more gravy on it then we oh, take a small dog road food road food fun times well another uh, thing that's in the news i wanted to talk about is this whole merry christmas controversy i mean we touched on it last year a little bit but the war on christmas well the war on christmas and the idea that we can't say merry christmas oh um and also now there's some bus drivers that were forced to take down their decorations from their buses because uh you know some kids don't celebrate christmas and their parents don't want the bus drivers having them on the buses can i tell you i was in a german pan panikuk house in calgary and they had hanukkah decorations up and i thought that that was awesome. <laughs> no, no, that was like they're they're extending the olive branch. Sure. Well, you'll go <laughs> sit in the oven room. No, David. Dave. What? What was that? 
Jesus. You're terrible. All right. Well, if you didn't make such a big deal out of the Oven horrible room? things. Like, well, Oven just, room. It's, well, what? Kathleen said it's something called, about a German It's well, called a kitchen, yeah. okay. Dave. Right. Right. Microwave. Microwave right. room. You didn't make a big deal out of it. No I didn't make notice. a big deal. I thought it was funny, though. I, was, I went and had panic groups. and I thought you grinded the show to a halt because I said something rude. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, right. Keep but going. I think that's awful. But you can't freaking put Christmas decorations on a bus. Well, I mean, me well, but I mean, Christmas has been so commercialized anyways. It doesn't, I don't know if it means that much to, I mean, it does mean stuff to, something to kids and stuff. And some families go all out and being religious and horseshit. But I mean, it just, it's been so commercialized that how can you really think that it just, I don't know. Just, well, to I, me, Christmas yeah. is religious and horseshit. Yeah. Okay. Well, more horseshit than religious, but I, I appreciate that. Okay, good. Baby Jesus was born, blah, blah, In a bed blah. of horseshit. In a bed of horseshit. My, my son actually, my four-year-old son actually said, when does our youngest move into the manger? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I was born in a manger. I'm like, holy fuck, see what's going on with this your, brainwashing shit? Your child shit? thinks he's Jesus? He thinks he's Jesus. He actually <laughs> thought he was born in a manger. I'm not even making that up. Born in a manger. Now, this whole Merry Christmas thing, here's here's my, my one of my problems with it is that, you know, uh, I was following some threads about it, and people were talking about, like, if you don't like it, then why don't you go back to where you're from? We've been celebrating Christmas here, and this is the way we do it. And I'm like, yeah, why don't you say that to the Native Americans? I always love yeah. that fucking argument. Who go back to where you, you come from. No, in, like, Who threads. Said, oh, okay, like, in threads right. on Facebook or, or like, you know, comments on these news But don't idols. Natives celebrate Christmas? Uh, no. Yeah, they do. I don't believe they do. Native Americans do not celebrate but, Christmas. Well, what the they, fuck? I think, I think they, they celebrate Christmas as not a religious thing, but more of a... Buy presents and make me feel yes, good. Yes, that, yeah. that's fine. But they didn't have this, you know, Jesus that comes down. See, and, I'm I'm from a family where we didn't celebrate for religious reasons. We celebrated for materialistic amen. reasons. Amen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we never, like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I never had to go to church on Christmas Eve. I never had to do that crap. Amen. But... Love is, love is shown by the material possessions right. that I give to you. That's right. Because my lack of uh, emotional uh, connection that I, I have think, to you all year round. But I think that Christmas is more... Stop it. I think that Christmas is more about... This is like sometimes the only time of year that people will see all of their family. And I think it's more about just like getting together with your family and, and just being together. Not Well, at least in my family it is. Like I never see half of my family anymore, but then at Christmas I'll always see them. But you hate your family, Dave. So. I don't hate them, but we just don't. Uh, what do you do for what? What, is, what does your Christmas day consist of? Uh, channel surfing and Pornhub and. <laughs> you just no, watch porn on no, Christmas? No, I don't. Well, it's Pornhub. It's a it's Christmas. It's a theme. white Christmas at Dave's house. Nah, very sticky white Christmas. We were in a we were in a hotel, a, the Coast Hotel in Lethbridge, Alberta, and there was a Santa Claus there, and he was just like a like a stuffed Santa Claus. And we were after the show, we came back. I was with two other comics, and I'm like, Let, take a picture of me blowing Santa. So I like got in front of Santa, and they started taking pictures. And then security came over, and there was nobody in the lobby. It's like, oh, ma'am, get away from Santa. <laughs> I'm like, I think Santa needs some relief right now. I think he's been naughty. <laughs> he's yeah. been naughty. My hand usually looks like a Cinnabon Christmas morning. That's what happens. Ew. <laughs> oh, Jesus. As but long as you didn't say Go to the oven eggnog. room and cook that. Yeah, go to the oven room Lord. and cook that thing. My hand looks like Cinnabon. Oh, God. I'm never going to be able to eat Cinnabon again. Uh, and with, uh, yeah, no, we we will. We'll all eat it together. <laughs> we'll, all, we'll all eat Cinnabons? Yes. We'll all eat Cinnabons together. Okay, we got to go to another break. Uh, stay tuned. We got more ha-ha and more Dave bashing more coming up. More topics coming up. Anything goes. Remix 2.0. There are some people who could bring world peace if they weren't so busy hating everyone. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, 
and Kathleen McGee. Get that shit out of your ears and put this shit in. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right, we're back. This is Anything Goes. Uh, Dave always likes it when I do that. We're back. Anything Goes. Uh, we're in the studio. Uh, our first show back uh, from a long vacation. Uh, this is Anything Goes 2.0. This it's like the, we're teachers and we had the summer off we plus did. three extra months. I went to Europe and Thailand and banged a bunch of 13-year-old girls. Oh, did you really? Darren. No, no. no. Okay. They no. were boys. Yeah. I'll just wait till my kids get to that age and then I'll take them on a hockey trip. <gasps> oh, snappity. Yeah. It's or not or, safe or, to let your kids play any sports anymore. Know. Well, hey, yeah, you know what? Sign my them up to Penn State. My kids will not uh, be douchebags because I won't teach them to skate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. See, if they can't skate, they can't be douchebags. We're, we're back to the whole hating on hockey players Fuck thing. the hockey players, that's what I say. <laughs> or just no team sports at all. None. Yeah. None. They think they go to school every day. They're in a fucking bunker like that chick in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Sad but true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> where do you where do you want to go after the, uh, after the that? chick the chick that was uh, forced to have some uh, fucking weirdos kids? Yeah. There we go. Like most married. That's like every woman, I think, yeah, though. Exactly. She's forced to have yeah. some weirdos, weirdos kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> every morning. She yells, is it in yet? And then just 20 years of regret. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, you guys wanted to talk about the uh, Just for Laughs, which we were taking off the air uh, before. Uh, do you want to actually discuss how why we uh, went on a uh, uh, reluctant vacation? Not really. Okay. Is it really right. interesting to people? They, we weren't around. Now they, we're around. Yeah, we're, That's all that matters. I guess we're it, back. Yeah, the important part is that we're back. And uh, itchy uh, as ever. And unfortunately, we're not back for a long time as a threesome. Uh, Kathleen McGee has news. We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about Just for Laughs. Uh, in the beginning of February, Kathleen McGee is going to go to... Los Angeles. She's made it. She's moving to Los Angeles. I don't Angeles. know if I've made it. No, she uh, <laughs> made Kath- out of here. Kathleen uh, got to do two shows Just for Laughs. She dazzled some eyes, and uh, she got the interest of some people down there. And uh, she is uh, going da- down to the City of Angels to uh, take another crack at the... Uh... Yes, I signed with an amazing management uh, company down in L.A., and they're, they've been awesome, and I finally have a people that support me in my comedy, which is weird. So anti-Canadian. It's so weird to actually have someone say, "No, why? Why? No, don't change. We like the way you are." It's shocking to me. But, but now you're going down. You're going down there with representation. Now you've been down there once before without. I was down there without representation. Um, I'm not going to say anything else, but <laughs> I didn't have representation, and it's it's really difficult. To get anything down there, if you even if you know a few comics, they might be able to get you on a, a show. But most of the spots I did when I was down there for four months were three-minute spots for yeah. three or four people. Hey, it's tough even when you have. I know comics that had representation, yeah. and, it can, and it can be tough. It's it's not an easy go in Los Angeles or New York. Yeah, and there's reason for that. That's the two kind of icon cities for stand-up comedy. So yeah, you if, really have to step up the level, and the the bar goes way up. Way up. Yeah. But, but you don't have to. You get to avoid all those sort of bringer shows where you have to like, hey, you got to bring 10 of your friends to get 10 minutes on this show like yeah. they have in New York. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that's definitely more of a New York thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's tough when you don't live in New York and you're not got a, a foundation there to get anyone to come out. So, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I haven't really spent much time in New York. And I've been reading a lot of, just about LA and the LA comedy scene, and there is like a lot of um, buzz about the LA comedy scene. There's a lot more comics that are living there that are really good. Mm-hmm. When I was down there, it was sort of like, there. it was okay, 
but a lot of the shows, some of them were some of them were super weak, just in like the comics. A lot of those comics down there are kind of actors trying to, yeah. Or especially the female comics were just really pretty girls. Like I went to this one show to get on, and it was all gorgeous women, like beautiful women stretching before the show and like doing stuff. And then they went up there, and it was really bad comedy. But I even went up to the girl who produced it. And I was like, so do you have to be like really? pretty to be on this show and she goes oh you're cute and i'm like ah oh, fuck this is not the right town for me <laughs> now, do, you, do you worry about living down there just health wise like i mean I, do, what's what's your situation there what do you mean health like in terms of insurance i don't I, yeah that's a little it, i mean it's it's weird like i don't even know what's gonna happen i don't know how long i'm gonna be down there i don't know if i'm permanently moving right. i'm getting a three-year visa and uh we're just i'm just going to see what happens hopefully i'll be able to come back and forth uh to edmonton and toronto and stuff like that but I don't know. It's just like it's all up in the air right now, but I'm very excited, and I think I have a, a CD deal, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a couple of other things that are in the works, so we'll see what happens, but I'm just excited to get go to another city and um, and do some comedy and meet some new comics, although I'll miss you guys a lot. Yeah, you'll be back in six months. No, yeah, I, no I, it's true though. I, you I, never know. I no, might just be—they might be like, "Oh, you're you're not you're too chubby and too dirty." No, but 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 I mean, you know, it, and sometimes people are always like, uh, "Oh, how how did that person get that?" or "How did this this person uh, get that opportunity?" But it's the fact is that you you were able to impress people that are in a position that can that can do stuff for you. The funny, and then that's yeah. uh, that's sometimes you know whether it's pitching a movie or or a TV show, that's sometimes half the battle is being able to pitch yourself yeah. and impressing people that are in positions that can create opportunities for you. So the, congratulations and thank hope, you. Hope the, the, for the funniest part about it too is that I really learned to just listen to myself and stop listening to everyone around me because everyone like I even tweeted this the other day the only people that say you can't do that are the ones that couldn't do it before you. And so many people told me that oh you there's no there's no um um, industry at Just for Laughs anymore. There's no deals happening at Just for Laughs anymore. You're not going to get more than the homegrown show. You're not going to get this. You're not going to get that. Um, I got a second show. That's the show that got me representation from people. So it, it is possible. And um, I don't know. It's Ooh. so cheesy. But if you just follow your gut and you follow your heart, then you will achieve your goals. That sounds so cheesy. Look, but. there is no doubt that Just for Laughs now is not the same it's as not it was the same. as the you know early 90s or late 80s, but to say that nothing goes on is, you know, a little bit of a joke. I mean, that's a lot of bitterness uh, for comics. Yeah. Um, but there has been a history, there is, there has been a history of Canadians not really getting much the last couple of years, but that doesn't mean that there are people there that can do something. Well, and also exactly. Russell, Russell, Peters is, Russell Peters is a big supporter of He's you. a huge supporter of you. And uh, he also, Russell also had a, a Christmas special that was on TV yep, a little while did, ago. Yep. That uh, a, lot of, a lot of comics uh, got their asses tied in a knot because it a Apparently wasn't for. Uh, I mean, th- that's all that. Uh, that's always that bullshit too. Of just like when comics complain about shows that aren't written, you know, for it's not going to be written for them. It's like what, a, what show is for for you know bitter comics. Yeah, that, you know what's funny in, uh, too. Winnipeg is I was at a I was at a restaurant the next day and I I was talking to a friend about the Russell Peters special and I said, well, I I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was working that night, but I heard that. A lot of people were like, it wasn't very good. And on Twitter, there was a lot of negativity from people watching. But then I was sitting at this table, and it was a full of, of like, middle-aged white people. And they watched it. They're like, it was great. What are you talking about? We loved it. So just because a comedian doesn't think it's funny, that's fine. But I don't think that uh, some of the shows that some of these Canadian comedians are writing on are very funny. But that doesn't mean that they're not funny. It's just... 
It's not in that demographic. And I'm sorry, two point some million people watch yes. that show? Look. Fuck off. The, it's the, fine. The, the, the bottom line is, is the Russell Peters show Christmas special going to be for me? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that that answers that question. Is it going to be cheesy? Yes, because he came out right from the get-go and said, look, this is a, a kind of, ha- of a homage to the 70s. Yes, that's what he said it was going to be. Christmas special shows. Yeah. And also, let's be honest and, and frank, Russell Peters is not a, the stand-up comic he is by being an edgy, over-the-top comic saying something extraordinary. Yeah. He is someone that is saying something that everyone relates to and wants to hear. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, some people may call that lame. Some people may call that watered down, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm saying it's not what I want to do, but I will say this about Russell. Uh, Russell paid everyone that was on that show. Everyone that was on that show, because I talked to Kenny, yes. I talked to a couple other people we're that were on well. it, were paid well, and they were treated well. And uh, for our American listeners uh, of the show, may not realize, but in Canada, just getting paid to be on a TV show sometimes yeah. is a huge thing compared to other productions in our country. Because they, what does Canadian television tell all comics? Oh, you'll get exposure. Exposure. Right, so you know you do You'll this get two exposure, more exposure, exposure, exposure. And as they say in the Great White North, people die from exposure. So. Right. So I mean, you know, there's a there's a, another show on the comedy network in in our country called Cocktails, and every person on the show got paid except the performers on the actual show. The guy moving the lights got paid. The guy, you know, uh, filming it got paid. And this isn't hearsay. Paid. The performers have actually said, "No, we yes, did not get paid." We did not get paid. And they didn't just make one appearance and they spread it around yeah. amongst forty or fifty guys. Some guys did multiple episodes of this show for free. So and they said of, it was for their friend. Right. Yeah, right. and they said it was going to be a pilot. Well, you only make one pilot, but they made yeah. twelve fucking episodes. Yeah, of thing. And I, I know a lot of those guys, and I like a lot of those sure. guys. And they're, I hope that they think they're friends of mine. I don't know if they don't like me. I don't care. Not anymore, but not anymore. They're probably going to be mad if we're talking about this. But it's, I had a problem with it. Number one, because they didn't get paid. Number two, because they made a show named Cocktails. Yeah. And they have no female talent on it. And I'm right, sorry. I'm right. not a feminist. Right. But when you put a show on Canadian television for stand-up comedians and there's no way that a female comedian can be involved. I, I agree 100%. Go fuck yourself. I, well, you know, also it becomes very, uh, not want to say misogynist, but almost like that jock boys club of like, let's tell another sex story. They used to have a show called Keys to the VIP. Right. Which and it was awful. Comedy, yeah. Right. And this is just a replacement for it. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, a lot of them were young comics, and they're young in their career, and I know I'm a bitter comic, and I'm 20 years in, but what is going to happen is you're cutting your own feet off by doing these kinds of shows, because eventually you're going to get to the age where you want to get paid for what you do, and you want to get paid well and not eat hot dogs every day, and then you jump the shark onto my side of it, and then you start going, maybe you shouldn't be doing these shows for free. But that is a good point that they were young comics, because when you start out in comedy, you just say yes to everything. I understand that. If I was two years in, and Comedy Network was like, we want you to do this show, you're not going to get paid, you get exposure, I would say yes because I'm two years in. But Dave, I know you can win said that and I can that's where I can see these the points of these guys that they're okay. not they're not headliners yet. I know. They're not working very much. They're and not they even want features. And they want the exposure. Sure. So that's where I can see their side of the argument. I, but I just don't understand why I they couldn't blame, say give me a hundred dollars. I don't blame the fish, I blame the pole. Yeah. Right? They're young comics. And you, you know the, we you shouldn't be blaming. I blame, it's like it's the fishing analogy. You don't blame the fish for yeah. jumping for the worm. You blame the guy putting the polo oh, who's okay, catching right. the it's fish. It's not the comic's fault. No, it's the, it's, it's the, the producers fault. and the the person who's making money off the back of that show who can sleep at night knowing they took advantage of talent. The comic. And, 
And for 20 years, I've yelled and screamed about this kind of shit. Yeah. I've been ostracized for it. And so have us, all of us in this room have yeah. to a certain extent because we talk our mind and speak our, speak our mind. And I just think it's wrong that it happens. I heard that some of the comics even said, though, that the guy that produced it didn't even get that much money. And again, that's a, that's his problem that's for his not problem. demanding it. But it's the top of the line. That's right. the problem in this country. Right. That's why the Russell Peters comedy special was so watered down. It's Canadian television. They don't put edge on. I found out right. from a festival. It was really funny because they sent me a message and they said, we think you're really funny, but you're too dirty and edgy for CBC. Right. Which, well, yeah. well that's fine. I am. Sure. I don't want, CBC is not my audience anyway. No, no. But it's just like, that's the, they want something easy and accessible and, you know, that's why the Russell Peters special wasn't very edgy. I knew some of the writers on that show. They said it was a, it can be a headache writing for that and ha- constantly getting producers notes from people who aren't comedic writers right. telling you what's funny. Well, that's the whole, the whole thing when you write for television is it's all based on who is the, the core person making the decision of what's funny and what is not funny. And SNL had its er- era of being funny and not so funny and then back to funny and not so funny. And so even when you have someone that probably knows funny, they can even kind of drop the ball from time to time. But overall in Canada, most shows, that person making that decision is worried for their job and is worried that they want to make sure it gets on the air and not spend too much time on something that won't. I understand that, but it's sad that all the shows are dictated by that. Well, and also, the, first of all, there's, there's not a lot of uh, reward in risk in uh, taking a, a, a chance on a show in uh, in this shitty country in regards to uh, entertainment and television. There's not you're not you're not going to get re- rewarded for going out on a limb for a show like that when most uh, when you're just trying to you know go as far or put a, as little effort in as possible to get your government funded telefilm money. And as far as uh, people not getting paid, you're setting a really shitty standard for other comics. And and basically, once one comic, after if a bunch of people start doing shit for free, and then one comic says, "No, I want to get paid," they're going to be like, "Oh, well, we can we can we'll get these. Uh, you. We can replace you with some other person uh, who will do it for free." And we just need to throw up the word comedian under their uh, face on a television screen, and then the people at home are going to think, "Oh, well, this guy's it's a comedian because yeah. the TV show just told me he was." And also, it's sort of like, you know what? I'll do something for free if it ends up on you. YouTube, but a a network pro uh, a network program like the the uh, like uh, the, on the comedy network or that's gonna probably cocktails will end up on CTV at some point anywhere, which is like a billion dollar company. That uh, anyway, I would love to see the comedy network step it up and put some more standups on on air. That's what I want to see from them. I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. But I would love to see more stand-up comedians on the comedy network. Look, even look at something like Just for Last did Funny as Hell. And that's supposed to be a show that has over-the-top comedians uh, that are, you know, no-holds-barred, whatever horseshit de- description you want to use. Um, it was on the movie network, though. No, it was on HBO Canada. It was HBO Canada. But what I'm saying is, using the example of, even, even there, that's a show that's for over-the-top comics. You're going to hear things you're never going to hear any, anywhere else. And they had the doo-wops and Graham uh, Clark on it. Now, both of those, you know, one's comedy troupe and one is, you know, a person. Both are funny, but I would not define them in that way of what the I don't know parameters if that show of the is show is. Just for over-the-top comedians. No, it's also I think it's for a little comics. bit of an alternative. And, yeah, and, and Graham, new... does, Graham does fit in that. I think Graham fits in that. Sure. I don't know the doo-wops at all. I don't know their act at all, right. so I wouldn't be able but, to comment on But all that, I'm but... saying is there were people that were, this show is yeah. perfect for, Canadian, that could be doing it. But I think that they're, I mean... I think that they're going to keep doing it so that they... I mean, they put a lot of Americans on that show. Sure, but they sold to America too, I think. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that show hopefully goes on for a little bit while long. It's much better than any of the stand-up shows that they have and are producing in Canada right now. 
And uh, it's really good. And, like, there's a new network called Byte TV that is really supporting stand-up comedians. And I appreciate that. And that's a channel that I would support. I can't... I can't say watch the Comedy Network anymore because it just doesn't support me and my friends. It doesn't. Right. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they do show the Daily Show and the Colbert Report. But that's but not. That's I, know, I know. I know. I know that's American, American but yes, it makes it worthwhile the, watching it. But that's the problem with Canada. It's just like they they have so much talent here and they ignore it until it gets big in the states and then exactly. they go after. Well, it. Well, kids, kids in the Hall was the same way. I mean, yeah. it got ignored on CBC until HBO picked it exactly. up. Exactly. And then they were like, hurrah. Oh, look what we, we created. No, you <laughs> pushed well, Lauren Michaels created with look, Broadway video. If, if, if Louis C.K. says it, it's hilarious. If Kenny Robinson said it, it's offensive. Because yeah. in Canada, we don't want to uh, support uh, our comedians in that category like they do in the States. I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times. Yeah. And it also parlays itself into television. Um, a lot of it is safe because, like you said, the risk return just isn't there. Yeah, exactly. So... Dave ended up, uh, we made your point again. Yeah, well, great. But Dave is still really proud of his comedy now. Well, uh, Dave's comedy now is good. It's yeah. all right. It, it's it's and I think if I, I, I might be wrong, but for an example, I think Jason Rouse won the Gemini for uh, comedy now for the one year, and they haven't had an edgy comic on there since. Like, I did mine two years later, and they were really worried about me. And I'm like, look, you won your, your Gemini for, you know, edgy comedy yeah you should be continuing this road this that's is... my thing too is the is halifax doesn't have a, an edgy comedy show and they should because yeah. i even i met somebody from halifax at the just for last festival and they said you were very funny and uh, that was a great show and i'm like does halifax have one not yet did you not see that this show was lined up for three hours to get in i didn't yeah. see that for the all but the you know what? They, they, they the halifax has had their their dirty show they put it in the comedy club they never advertised it yeah it didn't do great, so okay, we're done. But yeah, the, the nasty show just for laughs is like eighteen shows. There's a the yeah, nasty girl show it that's two works, or three it shows. Sells. It sells. People want this kind of comedy. People who listen to XM radio want dirty comedy. But you know, have something up for everybody at your right. festival. Yeah, you know that's that's just the whole point. So and don't hold back comics. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, we are at the end of the show, and uh, Dave wanted to talk about some new topics. But there's always next week, Dave. Some there's more hot topics. Hot topics for Dave. Yeah. Uh, so we are returning weekly. Uh, Kathleen McGee will be with us all through January, and then she moves to La La Land in February. Yay. And past that, we'll be doing some phoners with her, and she might become our little L.A. correspondent, which we're very excited about. And we have lots of uh, new ideas to keep the show current and fresh. So uh, please we, keep listening. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to get a new chick in here. We're going to get a new chick in here. Which, which, <laughs> the new chick is going to really appreciate you that. you got to get some that. more poultry pussy yeah, in here. Yeah. Get, get, get some new cunt in here. You know what I'm saying? we got to get some new <laughs> badge in here. Cunt. Some new. Well, I didn't you know, drop the C-bomb. Whatever. That's what you're going at. You're what, hilarious. got to make sure she's like uh, yeah, Dave's type. That's hey, okay. if you if you like this show, wear a Dairy show, Queen uniform. Okay. Oh God, Dave, <laughs> you and your Dairy Queen fantasy. Yeah, what is up with that? It's creepy. You just want to dip your cone. It's really creepy. And I'm being real bad and hacky. Dip your cone. I just <laughs> said your dip cone. your cone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Put some chili bad. on your fries. Yeah, put some gravy slut. on there. You're a slut, oh, Dave. Oh, uh, well, but that's another topic. You, yeah, you and your love for brown liquids. So, yeah, if yeah. you liked this show today, follow us on Twitter. Anything goes, ha. Huh? Yep. And then follow me on Twitter because I'm a Twitter whore. Yep. Kathleen underscore McGee. And Dave Martin is. As, uh, you can follow me both on Twitter and uh, my website is davemartinworld.com. And, of course, for me, ComedyHorror.com, and Comedy Horror is my Twitter feed. And in within two or three weeks, I will be on iTunes. All three of my DVDs will Woo. be audio downloads on iTunes. So please look at that. And uh, that's it. 
And, uh, you know, uh, we do want to give a special shout-out to uh, Paul, our intern, uh, Victoria, and also uh, Joe, the uh, person who runs the Comedy Network here at XM. For bringing us back. For bringing us back. Yo, Joe! And uh, making this all possible. We uh, are excited about the upcoming uh, year, and I hope you are too. You know how to get a hold of us, so send us a message, and please keep on listening, fucktards. Find us on Facebook. Stop whoring yourself up. Find me first. (laughs) I smile and wave.